0: of the second and goal fantasy podcast i'm calvin your host here with your co-host chris the fantasy expert and in today's show we will be previewing week eight of the fantasy season in 2020 we've got waiver wire starter sit booms and busts news and big questions on the show like usual and since it's about halfway through the nfl season we've also got some fantasy football trade talk on the show and yes you heard me right. Chris is back on the show after an extremely busy week last week. He is back here with us to talk fantasy, and Chris, it's good to have you back.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited to be back. It was kind of tough to miss last week's show and live show. I missed uh, the podcast and the live show, but it was a crazy week. I mean, end of the quarter, so you've got all the tests and all that and all that fun stuff to end off the quarter. A lot of homework, and then it was my last week of golf all on top of that, so I had three golf practices uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then golf matches on Monday and Friday. So it was a very hectic, but I made it through. I'm glad to be back on the show, ready to talk on fantasy, and my fantasy team won by two less than two and a half points. So I am very happy right now.
0: <laughs> yes, the narrow escape there took Chris to four and three. I, after losing a ton of players to injuries, am now at three and four. So guys, lastly, let's before we get started, let's do this. So my bench, Cam Newton. <laughs> Miles oh, Sanders, no. Raheem Mostert, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Colts defense, who was on a bye. This was my bench from last week. And uh, oh, I'm trying to remember the last one. Oh, Austin Hooper, of course, who caught appendicitis. Uh, combined points. Negative 0.18. <laughs> that bench got negative.
1: <laughs> it's good. Yeah, that's not I, good. I got that's crazy. not good. That just shows Calvin had a, a bit of a rough week, I'd say. He's lucky oh, he, yeah. didn't, he Calvin, you're really lucky that you didn't start
0: Cam. Oh, man. Yeah, Bur- I had Burrow, who got 33. I got so lucky, but unlucky here because my flex, Odell Beckham Jr., who I didn't really want but had to get in a block- blockbuster trade, got hurt. Probably, like yeah, your entire game. bench and
1: your flex all got combined for negative points.
0: Yeah, exactly. And young- when you include Young-Hway they got less than two. <laughs> for some reason, Young-Hway Well young Koo had his first bad week in, like, 15 weeks. It's Been crazy. like, ever. This was a crazy week, see? This was like, the, mm-hmm. this proves that this was just a crazy week. Young Waiku had two.
1: Yeah, Young Waiku, I mean, just incredible. Anytime Young Waiku does bad, something went terribly wrong. Like- and
0: <laughs> yeah, Or the Young the Waiku haters are going to be coming out, and this is like, this is why I didn't rank Young Waiku in my top 12 kickers. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's going to happen. All right, and then see- they
1: click on Young Waiku's name, and it says position rank number two. Ooh, oh yeah. who has been good i'm glad i predicted it
0: yeah what well, wait <laughs> i don't uh, you you didn't have young you in your rankings so i'm gonna be yelling at you after that if they're the victory lap episode also was right about juju smith schuster before we get started let's just um link our socials i decided to do this at the start instead of the end because nobody listens till the end we know that Just kidding. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF. Chris is at Chris underscore SGF. Follow our podcast at SGF pod and follow our live show at SG sports talk. All right, let's get started with some news. News. All right. So, yeah, we've got some news. And the first uh, interesting tidbit is something we just talked about. Odell Beckham Jr. (laughs) <laughs> interesting tidbit yes tidbit you never you act like you've never heard the word tidbit. I know I have I just not ex- never heard you use that before but let's continue I didn't just want to every time we I introduce the news segment I say news like 50,000 times so I was <laughs> trying to say something different Odell Beckham Jr. has torn his ACL and he is out for the year he was trying to make a tackle after a horrible Baker Mayfield interception yeah. like it was garbage I, I watched the play like 50 times just to like, I was like, did he really tear his ACL? But yes, he did. He uh, texted that to ESPN's Joe Cena Anderson on Monday morning and he is out for the year. So I think this is interesting. I don't think it affects fantasy that much other than that. They lost OBJ. I think Austin Hooper's value, which was already skyrocketing is going to get even higher. But what do you think Chris about the wide receivers that are impacted? I mean, Rashard Higgins and Donovan mm-hmm. Peoples Jones, both, had decent games Higgins had the better game but uh what does this do for their fantasy value
1: yeah I mean normally in a Kevin Stefanski offense I mean it, obviously it is very run heavy so from an NFL standpoint I think losing Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't actually hurt the team that much because I really feel like when you're not running the, when you're running the ball so much it opens up so many different receivers where you don't really have to have a workhorse guy like Odell Beckham or something. I feel like it's not that bad of an NFL, but obviously for fantasy, it has some implications. I mean, like you said, Austin Hooper and obviously Odell Beckham, people on who had him on their team, he's completely gone out off of their team. So that really stinks for them. But uh, also guys like Jarvis Landry, Donald People Jones, you said, uh, Rayshard Higgins, they're going to be interesting to watch because we don't really know if their fantasy value is going to shoot up. I think it'll they'll all grow a little bit. I think that there's definitely some chance for Landry there, but I mean, I wouldn't really say that I'm expecting someone to jump out at me and totally replace him because even when Odo Odo Beckham was the number one guy, he really didn't do that much. I feel like there's not really much of a wide receiver one role to take over or anything, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think when Nick Chubb's going to come back, when Nick Chubb comes back, the offense will be even more run heavy because I think it's looked to the pass more with uh, Kareem Hunt being the lone RB that's like useful in the backfield. But um, I think this is good news. This is going to help Austin Hooper's fantasy value. I mean, no one is going to really, I don't think anyone's really going to double Hooper just because of that run game or anything. He's not like a George Kittle type, but... This definitely Hooper's fantasy value, like I said, is already is already going higher and uh, it's going to get better with this. But I don't really think Higgins and people's Jones will have huge value because I was looking into whether to add Higgins on the waiver wire. And I was realizing that, I mean, when the when the uh, Browns have thrown, they've mainly thrown that a tight end. OBJ has done well in good matchups, but it's been Austin Hooper. And we saw it last week. Harrison Bryant got the targets last week when Hooper was out, Higgins got some as well. But I think that plus the uh, transition to the more run heavy offense that is coming when Nick Chubb returns means that Higgins and people's Jones. I mean, they're fine. Higgins is a fine waiver wire ad. I think he's the number two receiver, but um, it's not like he's at the top should be at the top of anyone's list.
1: Yeah. I mean, Higgins, he's going to be good, but it's, again, it's a run heavy offense. You're not going to see any one guy take over. I mean, really, Jarvis Landry, I think he's going to be the number one there, but that doesn't really mean much. Like I said, Peoples-Jones is going to have a good game this week, and then Higgins is going to have a solid game the next week. You never really know. It's Things are really touchdown-reliant for uh, Browns receivers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess – oh, yeah, I was forgetting about Jarvis Landry when I said he was the wide receiver, too, in that offense. But – or, well, wait, no, I, he was when Odell Beckham Jr. went out, so never mind. But Jarvis Landry – Yeah, I guess Jarvis Landry's fantasy value could go up for a little bit, though. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think he's always been a reliable target for them. And when OBJ was written out of the offense last year, we saw a lot of Jarvis Landry. It's going to be less because of the run, but I think Landry's value and Hooper's value are the two main ones that get helped. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. Next piece of tidbit. (laughs) Next piece of news. Kenyon Drake is out a few weeks with an ankle injury. He has like a slight ligament tear, I think, per ESPN's Adam Schefter and it's sad because Drake was coming off of a really, really good game where he finally broke out. But now Chase Edmonds is coming in, and we're going to talk more about Chase Edmonds later in our trade talk segment. But I think while he's been efficient for the Cardinals, I feel like when he's thrust into that featured role, like he was efficient because the Cardinals kept him fresh. I don't think he's really the type to be thrust into a featured role like this. And, um, I mean, he'll be good, but I think he'll be more of like a mid-to-back-end RB2 probably a mid-tier RB2 because of the Cardinals offense but maybe around like number 20 would you agree Chris
1: yeah I mean this is I think this is an even bigger piece of news for that entire Cardinals offense because Kenyon Drake was a big piece I mean it was an air raid but now I feel like they're going to be dropping back to pass even more I do feel like uh, Chase Edmonds has been a little bit more reliable in the passing game so maybe they'll be able to have someone out in the flat for Kyler Murray to throw to but I think that the run is going to just continue to dwindle in that offense That's probably the biggest effect I see from an NFL standpoint and a Cardinals offense standpoint for, uh, for losing Kenyon Drake.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not like Drake is bad at the pass catching. It's just, they were throwing to Edmonds a lot. And we saw Edmonds get like eight catches last game. So that's where Mm -hmm. going to be where his value comes from. And actually I'll probably bump him up to a mid tier RB two just because he's going to be catching a lot of passes. Yeah, definitely. All right. Last piece of news, piece of tidbit. Chris Godwin is going to miss – I'm going to say that every single time. That's going to be our new thing. Please, no. (laughs) Chris Godwin is hurt for the third time this season, and we're only through seven weeks. He Mm. is going to miss week eight after getting surgery for a fractured finger. I think people are going to start hyping up Mike Evans after this when they really shouldn't. Maybe Antonio Brown is a player of interest right now. He's coming back in week nine.
1: Antonio Brown is really
0: interesting to me, I mean – Oh I mean, yeah, we didn't we didn't even put Antonio Brown's news in here. Let's com- yeah. <laughs> let's combine that. But first, let's talk about Week Eight because Brown won't be playing Week Eight. But Scotty Miller was really good last game. I feel like Mike Evans will be decent in Week Eight. He'll get a lot of red I zone targets. I think Mike Evans is
1: gonna be great. I I definitely just no, but that he I mean he hasn't Brady really
0: shown play. that rapport with Brady, which is why I think he is. Yes, won- he has when Godwin has been out, he's been incredible. No, he he had one reception for two yards and or two receptions for two yards and two touchdowns. I mean, I feel like Evans is just – its he's going to be fine. He'll, he'll be, do well. He's facing the Giants. But people are going to expect him to fly up off the charts. And after this week, he might be a good sell. He's definitely a good sell high.
1: Yeah, uh, the yeah. Uh, the Giants actually have a surprisingly good pass defense this year. They built together a pretty good secondary. James Bradbury will probably be covering him.
0: Who's yeah, They have really James Bradbury and Kevin so, Byard.
1: I mean, I'm not biased. I am a Giants fan. But uh, I think that they have been better than a lot of people think. It's really been their running game control that has slowed them down. I I can confirm that as a Giants fan, but I think that Mike Evans is going to have a nice game. He's definitely a start, definitely, I think, a top-12 play for me, but I'm not necessarily sure. I can trust him in the future once uh, Godwin comes back and then once Antonio Brown is put into that mix.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to talk about Evans later in a different segment. I'll let you guess which one. But, yeah, let's talk about Antonio Brown because he has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We didn't even mention that until we just launched into uh, the thing about Antonio Brown being interesting. It's not even on our note sheet. But Antonio Brown is coming back. He signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a one-year deal, and he's coming back in week nine. And for me, this is my analysis. Mike Evans is no longer startable after this week. That's a given. But Chris Godwin. I mean, he is a slot receiver. Startable. I will go back to that. Actually, no, I guess Godwin's not exclusively a slot receiver, is he? I think he's lined up on the outside sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, he will be when Antonio Brown comes in. There'll be a lot of three wide receiver sets. But Godwin's slot targets really aren't going to be affected. While Brady does have some sort of rapport with Brown, he also has one with Godwin. I feel like Godwin and Brown will each get somewhere between six to ten targets a game. And both of them... I think Godwin will be a back-end wide receiver one, and Brown could push to be in that territory. I think they probably both will be eventually. So this is still a good offense for Godwin and Brown. I wouldn't worry if I was a Godwin owner. I think he's a good buy low.
1: Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm really interested I'm in worried the first about few Evans. weeks to see how it's going to play out Where between A.J. Brown and uh, – or not A.J. Brown, uh, Antonio Brown and Mike Evans, just because I, I'm not necessarily sure that right from the get-go is Antonio Brown's going to take over from Mike Evans at the two, wide receiver two spot uh, – can I talk today wide receiver two spot for the uh, oh my goodness sorry I'm looking like <laughs> on my own words but uh even I think, think of the word that goes on words. we're gonna see a lot more it I think it's gonna start to go a lot more back and forth between Evans and Brown and I can definitely see eventually the wide receiver two job being handed over to Brown but I don't think he's gonna obtain that number one role just yet
0: yeah, I, don't, I think Godwin will still be the number one receiver in the offense. Yeah, me too. At least for now. I mean, maybe eventually. I could see Brown taking it over eventually just because he's so good. But mm-hmm. for now, it's Godwin's. All right, yeah. let's move on to trade talk. We don't have a drop for this. So maybe we can create one on the fly. Uh. Bum, bum, ba-doom, beam, boom. Trade talk. All right. Trade talk. <laughs> we are in trade bum, talk. Bum, 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 bum. Trade talk. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Perfect. This is actually our best drop that we have, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We got two buy lows, two sell highs. We'll get right into it. Chris, why don't you get started with a buy low? Hmm.
1: Here we go. <laughs> um, Buy low. It's got to be Leonard Fournette. He was found, he's, I mean, I did not, I'll be one to say that I did not expect his role to be this big. I mean, I probably I should have thought did. about it. I forgot to look at his past stats. I kind of, when I looked at his stats, I'd forgotten about the games where he'd played and then left the game injured and all that. So I was worried about his carries, but the number of carries makes him really enticing to me. He I got think six catches Especially two. if, I mean, this might not be common, but if you can find someone with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette and you can try and get them to sell Leonard Fournette to you because they're probably still banking on Ronald Jones being good. That would be great. But uh, I think that Leonard Fournette, his value is going to continue to grow and grow and grow to the point where he eventually becomes the clear cut running back one for this.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's tough for me to buy him low right now, just because he's coming off a good game. I feel like it would have been better to buy him low last week. Like I said, or I guess I said to sell Ronald Jones high, but that's sort of the same thing. Fournette had 11 carries, six receptions, 17 total touches. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess I like, I still like the pick. It's just, I think it would have been better for last week.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Um, my first buy low is Ezekiel Elliott and Chris, for some reason, doesn't completely agree.
1: Mm, Yeah, I'm not exactly buying this one. I think that especially because Ezekiel Elliott holders, I feel like they're not going to be willing right now to just totally give up faith in him, but Right now that offense is really struggling. I mean, there's times when you say they're going to hand the ball off to him so much that he's going to be good, but they just lost Zach Martin. Their offensive line is completely beat up. I don't think they have a single guy that has over three years of experience there. They've lost, I think, maybe, I think it was four out of five of their starters. Offensive line in the game against the football team, they looked really poor. I mean, credits to the football team. They have been a, a great defensive line, but still, they made them look like a like, I don't even know what to describe it. They made them look just like a college offensive line, and you've got Chase, and then th- the rest of the D- Washington defense was all a bunch of Chase Youngs, one of them actually being him. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I just don't trust him behind that offensive line, and now in an offense that's going to continue to struggle to get first downs with Ben DiNucci taking over a quarterback. The quarterback out of JMU is now starting for the Dallas Cowboys. Things are just trending in the wrong direction for Zeke. He hasn't been playing well. He's been fumbling. Tony Pollard has been getting a few carries here and there. Actually, he had 10 carries uh, two weeks ago. I'm not exactly sure off the top of my head what it was this week, but he's been getting some carries. He's been getting some pass-catching work. There are a lot of things that make me not want to buy Ezekiel Elliott right now.
0: Okay, Okay. well, for me, I mean, the fumbles are going to go away. Zeke's never been a fumbling kind Mm -hmm. of guy. He ha- the, I wouldn't worry about the fumbles. He's still been – he's still averaged about four yards per carry the past couple of games, which proves he can still produce. He has faced – I mean, you you said it. Washington's D-line is beat up on their uh, – Dallas' poor O-line. But, I mean, I, I guess that D-line's not the greatest ever. But, like, I mean – it's there's nowhere to go but up. Basically, he hasn't scored a touchdown in the past two games. He's gotten twelve targets and in, tw- uh, in the past two games, twenty four carries. So that's still a reasonable snap share, and you can expect that to go up because they're going to have to rely on him with Ben DiNucci coming in. Like they're going to give him more than twelve carries. It's just game script. They got killed. Tw- uh, actually, not sure if the getting killed part is going to change against Philadelphia. It might, but um, yeah, Dallas yeah, just, is just horrible. just to go
1: back. Tony Pollard had eight carries last week. Eight carries, ten carries the week before. I mean, that is not good for a number one running back in a really poor offense that's struggling to do things
0: right now. Okay. I mean, basically my main reasoning is the fumbles will go away and he can't get much worse. I know,
1: but people are not Sanders
0: for Elliott. That that people are gonna be
1: saying, what was he doing before he got injured? People aren't gonna be willing to sell him high based on his ten points a game. That's what the thing. They're still gonna be selling him right now, I'd say, as at least a top eight running back.
0: Well, I mean, I might have a deal Sanders and Gordon for Elliott. I think exactly. That's...
1: I don't know how good of a deal that is for you, Gotland.
0: Uh I mean, I don't really need Gordon. so I mean, but for other people, I don't know how
1: good that is. He's got his deal really on like too. I really don't like Elliott right
0: now. Okay. Well, agree to disagree. My second one is Julian Edelman, just because Julian Edelman's been atrocious. Like, I think he's had eight receptions in his past four games. Like, there's nowhere to go but up. Come on. Cam Newton's going to have to get it together as a passer, or he's going to be benched. Belichick said he's still the starter for now, and he looked decent at the start of the year. So I would expect something like that to return. Basically, Mm -hmm. you can get Julian Edelman for cheap. He might even be on your waivers pretty soon. So, like, first guy that you can get for virtually nothing. Like, come on. There's no point in not doing it. So, uh huh. So, uh, Chris, your second by low is Jonu Smith, which I like.
1: Yeah, I really like Jonu Smith. That offense has been really good. I mean, A.J. Brown, I think, hurt him a little bit. But I think that some people are going to be taking that addition with AJ welcome the welcome of A.J. Brown back to the lineup a little bit too seriously. And this could cause them to uh, sell him way too low. And I think that you can get him for a bargain, especially in a year where people are struggling a little bit to find tight ends. I mean... Darren Fells was someone I saw picked up off the waivers. He had zero <laughs> catches for zero yards after a few good games. He's always a few confusing guy. If you're one of those guys that's flipping between tight ends and you want to find someone solid that I think his his game game scoring is going to improve a lot in the next few weeks, go ahead and buy John Newsmith.
0: Yeah, I like it. So let's move on to sell high. No drop for this either. Boop, 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 boop. Sell high.
1: <laughs> See, this is that's the kind of drops I want. I actually like this.
0: You like that better than any of our drops right now. Not any of our drops right now, but like I like Which when one's like, your you favorite? change your
1: voice a little bit. I don't know. Sell
0: So you liked the you you're saying you liked the deep voice.
1: No 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 like when like when you change your voice to like mid word. So you could be like sell high.
0: Like start or sit. Start or sit. <laughs>
1: okay, God, this isn't the <laughs> podcast. Let's get back on track. Uh, my first <laughs> high is Chase Edmonds. And this is because, wait, is Drake out the rest of the year?
0: No, a few weeks.
1: Yeah, if he's only out a few weeks, then I think that people are going to be selling him for way too high. Do not try and buy him. He's only going to be good for a few weeks. By the time the fantasy playoffs roll back around, I mean, Drake looked great the other week. Uh, something that Mm, Cliff Kingsbury told him. I mean, I could see Cliff Kingsbury told him to run a little bit more vertical, and he was crashing into guys. He looked a lot more like he did uh, last year. So, I And think his own mom. Did thing- right now you're only getting Chase Edmonds for three or four weeks, which isn't going to help you in the fantasy playoffs. It's not worth it to give up a big piece of your team.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, but did you see the, the thing, thing his mom said to him? I'm going to try to look that up. But he, his mom basically criticized his play. <laughs> that's kind of funny okay uh, I'll, no, I'll no, here it moment. is here it is so oh. this is what she said drake said he got on a phone call from his mother before arizona's monday night game against the dallas cowboys this is from uh alabama al.com slash sports okay yeah so um yeah alabama.com al.com it's drake said the first thing she told me was i'm your mom and everything but are you going to hit some holes today and i was just like you know what i got you mom It kind of hit, just kind of hit home when your own mom is not liking what she sees out there. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah, imagine when your own mom is criticizing you. That's when you really Mm -hmm. hit rock bottom.
1: Yeah, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Okay, I'll go to my second cell high, who's Jarvis Landry, because I think that some people are going to be listening to shows like ours, and they're going to be Totally jumping all over the Jarvis Landry chain. Oh, he's gonna be number one. Oh, he's the new Odell Beckham Jr. But if you look, Odo Beckham Jr. really was not that good. We Jarvis Landry <laughs> isn't Odell Beckham. Uh, in the game, Donovan People Jones had some work. Shard Higgins had some work. I'm trying to sell him high if I'm if I have him on my team because I think I can get do? him for a very. I can sell him for some good stuff, and uh, I actually have him on my fantasy team. So I told Calvin not to listen, not to tell our. League members, I'm hoping that they don't listen to the show, uh, to, uh, to possibly maybe then understand why I'm selling Landry so high. I just don't think that the workload is going to be there right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, the problem with making a fantasy podcast and also being in a fantasy league is your league mates listening, but, I mean, I don't really think any of our league mates listen to our podcast.
1: Yeah, maybe a few of them every once in a while.
0: I'm pretty sure they used to. Mm Mm-hmm but nobody does anymore. We don't post it in the chat every single time. <laughs> I, I think people are busy with school and stuff. So nice. Yeah. They, they won't hear our advice. Um, My first sell high is Juju Smith-Schuster because he had his one good game against Tennessee last week, which entered the game as the sixth worst passing defense for fantasy. Juju had nine catches, got a lot of targets. This isn't going to happen again just because, I mean, Juju might play well against bad secondaries, but we saw him underperform against Cleveland. We saw him underperform, I believe it was against Cincinnati. He had another game against a bad secondary where he was bad. It's just because Juju can't handle being a wide receiver one mm-hmm. in an offense. Yep. Deontay Johnson really helped him out last game, but I think defenses will start to figure out that, like, you, you – I mean, it, 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 it's not – Deontay Johnson's not going to be permanently taking pressure off Juju. It didn't happen all season. It was just this one game where Deontay Johnson sort of had a great game. And then Juju sort of like took some things off of that. Like he hasn't proven he can perform consistently since Antonio Brown. And he really had some horrible games to the point where this is a little extreme, but people even consider dropping him. So sell him high after he had his one good game of the year. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you. I don't think that this production is going to keep up at all. I really
1: just don't think that his value is going to grow at all from this game this is the perfect time to try and sell
0: him high before it's too late. Well, I mean, the perfect time would have been beginning of the season because I had him as wide receiver 25. So if you had taken my advice, you would not have drafted him. And if you did, you would have sold him high. Exactly.
1: Yeah. That's why you should listen to
0: my advice. What? Where did you have Juju, mister? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wide receiver 18. I see. Very interesting. You know who you had ahead of him? Jarvis Landry, wide receiver, 17. (laughs) Yes. I was a bit wrong on Jarvis Landry. All right, my second guy is A.J. Brown, and he will still be good, but he has been crazy good over the past three weeks. 153 yards and a touchdown last week. Four touchdowns in the past three games, plus entering week seven, the Titans averaged 32.8 points per game. That will change. And they scored 24 last game, so that's not too little. Like, his touchdowns are going to regress. He's not going to get as many yards. The Titans aren't going to score as many points. They're on a ridiculously high pace right now. And he's going to still be good though, very good. It's just that you can now sell him like a wide receiver one, and that's so nice for me because, at worst case scenario, you get a fair trade. Best case scenario, you got rid of someone who was on the fall, on the fall. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, on I was thinking of on the yeah. Rise. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one a little bit
1: because I think that Adrian Brown has been. I mean, obviously, he's been really good, and I think that he's going to continue to get a lot of touchdowns. He's just a a huge touchdown threat. He gets a ton of red zone zone targets. He's a really big receiver, very similar in size and all that to, uh, what's his name, DK Metcalf. So, I mean, I see his numbers continuing.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to big questions. All right, big questions. Oh, by the way, Austin last week, uh, who came on our show, was like trying to do some he was trying to do the music before each drop and then i kept having to i kept going into the drop and then he said something so i had to delay again it took him a while to get used to editing the drops in after (laughs) yeah that's pretty funny all right anyway Big questions. Big questions. Whoa, we're have we only on big questions. I guess trade talk took a little while, but I mean, it's fine. Maybe it's a little bit longer than usual, but I think we're on a good pace. What Cowboys receivers can be trusted in lineups? I would say the one is Amari Cooper because CeeDee Lamb has been very good and he should still be okay. But with Ben DiNucci as the starter and then Andy Dalton as the starter, I don't really know if I can consistently trust him week to week. Cooper had a good game last week, even in a game where Giants wide receivers struggled massively. Michael Gallup didn't catch a single pass. So I'd say Cooper's the one you can trust. Lamb's the one you can gamble on. And Gallup's the one you can avoid.
1: Yeah, I would really agree with you there. I mean, Lamb's Lamb, his target share was so, or his reception number was so surprising. He didn't have a single catch. That is shocking. Right now, I don't trust any of them. I'm willing to start Amari Cooper, but that's about it. I'm unless you're willing trying to take some huge risk. Maybe you can go ahead and put in CD Lamb, but when play calling got switched off. Uh, or wait, no, wrong team.
0: <laughs> that's Adam Gase. You're thinking of yeah, a that's different Adam bad Gase. coach. I was like, wait, Michael McCarthy's
1: not as bad as Adam Gase. That wouldn't make sense. But uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so I think right. that I just don't think that any of them can really be trusted except for CD Lamb, who has that big playability, but. It's really not worth it for me to start him at wide receiver unless yes. I'm really
0: struggling. At I mean, Amari Cooper still had a decent game, so he proved he can be trusted. But yeah. C.D. Lamb is kind of a misnomer because he put up – he should be named C.D. Goose for his goose egg. He had point .1. <laughs> <laughs> oops, oops. My bad. Oh, that changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> I love. Yeah, start C.D. Lamb,
1: guys. He had point .1 points, not a goose egg.
0: Yeah, Michael Gallup had zero, so clearly C.D. Lamb is better. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, he is. Wait, who got the reception there? If Amari, if five targets, no receptions. Amari Cooper got seven. Wait, how did he? Oh, he ran for a yard. Yeah, I see. All right. Anyway, um, what is the lay of the? (laughs) I love how Chris wrote this question. What is the lay of the fantasy land in Tampa? What is it, Calvin? The lay. Uh, I mean, we talked about Godwin and Antonio Brown earlier. I think Leonard Fournette, I still believe Leonard Fournette, like if he can stay healthy, is going to get the majority of the carries over Ronald Jones in like the next three weeks or so. He'll have taken over. Keep saying that, but he keeps getting hurt and ruining all my plans. So we have to keep working him back in over and over. But, I mean, Tom Brady has looked really good. I think the Bucs are definitely a playoff team, but Godwin and Brown are going to be the main receivers. Fournette's going to take over for Ronald Jones. Brady will be back-end fantasy starter. Or not back-end. He'll be like a top- borderline top 10 fantasy starter. Maybe even borderline top 8
1: mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, I mean, that's all there is to it. That's looking pretty good except for Mike Evans owners. Yeah. All right. Should you be concerned for top names such as Josh Allen and DK Metcalf? Josh, D.K. Metcalf I'm not concerned about. I mean, it deep. He as a deep threat, he's been remarkably consistent. Yeah, I mean, this he is, was bound to have one back. I don't here.
1: even know why I put this question on here. It's ridiculous to say that Metcalf is going to struggle. He had one poor game where it really seemed like game script where the only Seattle wide receiver getting targets was Tyler Lockett. Obviously, the Cardinals did something wrong in their game plan for that. That's not going to be an every week occurrence.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think – Uh oh, that was a big mic noise. That's why it distracted me. But <laughs> – um, Josh Allen is the one to be more concerned about, but his rushing floor is still safe. He's still a QB one. It's just like, even in his bad games, he's still been okay in fantasy. So that's what I like.
1: Yeah, I do. I do like uh, Josh Allen just because of his running ability, especially, but I am a little bit worried about him. I don't know if you can trust him as the top three guy that he was at one point right now. He really has looked bad in the past game. He's returned to some of his earliest struggles from his career uh, in accuracy. And, overthrowing receivers, throwing it way too hard, but it doesn't even get close to them. He's been a great runner, but that's about it the last few weeks. So I'm a little bit worried about him, especially because that was against a Jets defense.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that is worrisome. Mm -hmm. Oh, I take it back. back. Be very concerned.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Anyone that does bad against Adam Gase.
0: Oh, yeah. By the way, just just peeling back the uh, fourth wall or whatever, (laughs) peeling back the fourth wall, peeling back the curtain here at the uh, second and goal – quote-unquote studio that is a zoom call uh we turned off chris's automatically adjust volume on zoom and now like he's actually his volume has remained the same so i mean i know you've had to like whoever's listening has probably got agonized turning up the volume turning down the volume i think chris's volume has stayed even throughout the episode i could be wrong but i believe that's it
1: good. has that's good
0: so yeah and then i can even it out in the edits because we're recording separate audio tracks so if chris's is lower than mine i can make it even
1: mm-hmm so, righty, no.
0: waiver wire. Waiver wire. I didn't play the drop. See, this is that's what Austin would do. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right, waiver wire. Waiver wire. I was thinking you were gonna cut me off again, but here we go. My first guy is Carlos Hyde, and I mean, Chris Carson may play next week, but if he doesn't, Hyde is going to be really, really good. He's playing San Francisco, but last week, I mean, he's still the starting RB in the offense. That makes him... a Easily a key waiver wire pickup. You don't find starting RBs on the waiver wire very often. I think he had something like 15 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown, maybe like 61 yards or something last week. And, I mean, he's always been, like, solid in terms of yards per carry. So he should continue to be fine. This is a good pickup. It's a gamble. But if Chris Carson sits out, Hyde is a start in, for me. And we'll talk about that later.
1: Yeah, I have to agree with you. I, I mean, if Chris Carson is out, I, I'm definitely loving the pickup of Carlos Hyde. It's definitely worth a flyer right now when we don't know Chris Carson's status. Last time uh, Chris Carson was going to possibly be out, I decided I was going to be the smart guy and pick up Carlos Hyde. Then we'll guess what happened? Carlos Hyde became questionable with a rib injury or something. And then guess what happened? Right before game time, Carlos Hyde was the one ruled out, not Chris Carson. So I, I hope that doesn't happen to you guys that are picking up Carlos Hyde. I don't think I'm going for it. Wait, what do you mean, guy. no, Chris
0: Carson was the one ruled out, not Carlos Hyde.
1: No. You said,
0: Car- you said Carlos Hyde was ruled out and Chris Carson wasn't. Yeah, exactly. No, it was the opposite. No, Calvin. Chris Carlos Carson was Hyde ruled was out. out. What?
1: The week that I picked him up when Chris Carson was... Oh, questioning- oh a
0: different week.
1: Oh. Yeah. Wait, has God. Chris Carson been ruled
0: out for this week? No, no, no. I was talking about last week. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. N- nobody got what you were saying. <laughs> just so you know, just to make you feel better. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um like six weeks ago that I'm talking about. Okay. And just, got some sort of bottle next to you? You're a little clink clink over there. Got like a water bottle.
1: It's a little mini football.
0: Oh, okay, well, but I got distracted it
1: makes- by cause I noticed it hiding somewhere.
0: You're, you're, like is making a ton of noise. Yeah, guys, uh, you guys
1: can buy our second goal fantasy footballs. Uh, they're available
0: <laughs> right on our website. <laughs> fantasy football. Listen to how cool
1: they sound. You can't see them, but you can hear them.
0: It kind of sounds like a. Here, Chris, there are no, pass pass. On the
1: website, only audio clips from the show.
0: Pass pass. Oh, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, sorry. I gotta run. I'll go grab it. Ooh, boom. Wait, did that? Was that a loud sound? I just p- p- smacked my mic. Okay, Calvin.
1: I'm throwing it to you. Ready? All right. Set.
0: Caught it. Nice. That's good. Was that a loud smack? Yeah, that was pretty good. Okay, but no, hopefully it wasn't too loud for the viewers or anything. All right. Okay. Anyway. Continue. Um. Boom boom. Brandon Ayuk is my next one. He's facing Seattle this week. He caught six passes for. What was that? <laughs> that's that's. <my> dog. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was you, and then I realized that was Molly. Yeah, Molly's dog. Storm. Oh, great! You must have There's too seen much. Whenever, I, whenever I start to peel back the fourth wall, oh, I said it again. Peel back the. <laughs> whenever I start to peel back the curtain, it starts peeling back way too far. Like Chris is like playing with a football, and during the podcast, that his dog starts barking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Molly, shh, we're podcasting. Molly, we're podcasting. She went like I thought it's like we were interrupted quiet. by random dog parks
1: on the way. Uh Nelson Aguilar is my first guy in and-
0: He's been really good. (laughs) She hates that pick. No, I was talking. Molly told you I was talking. Yeah, Molly only started barking because you started talking about Brandon Ayuk. Actually, I was going to put him on my list. No, no, no. No, she keeps barking at you to disagree. You keep talking about like Nelson Aguilar. All right. Anyway, Brandon Ayuk had six catches for under 15 yards last week. He's facing Seattle, who has been the worst against wide receivers for fantasy this week. A good pickup. Now you could talk about Nelson Aguilar and Marley can bark all she wants. Yeah,
1: Nelson Aguilar has had touchdowns the last two games. Derek Carr really never I think there was like one pass he had over forty yards in like the past like season or something. And lately he's been throwing it deep to Nelson Aguilar a lot. They can unlock a new facet to Derek Carr's game and he's and Nelson Aguilar is that the is at the forefront of it. That would be huge for his fantasy value and so I think it's worth a flyer because any deep threat he can really be a, a good play in guy, especially if you're say so you're losing by a lot and you have a Monday Night Football guy and you say, hey, he's going to be pretty good, but he's not a deep threat. I don't think he's going to do anything special. I made a decision like that earlier in, in week one of the season. I had a guy that I would have much rather started, but I went with the boom candidate, Derry Slayton, and end ended up paying off. He scored 25 points. I don't think I ended up winning the week, but it was a lot closer than it probably should have been if I had started the other guy. So that's one of the things that with deep threat receivers. So All right. Well, Mr. Monday Night fun.
0: Football, I don't see a Monday Night Football game for the Raiders in week eight. Week nine or week ten, and as I scroll, I don't see, or I don't see one in week eleven. Oh, well, well, I see. You
1: know what I mean. If you need a boom
0: candidate, <laughs> Monday night football. Or in week twelve, um, and is there one in week thirteen? No. Is there one in week fourteen? No. There was a Sunday night football game. Week fifteen isn't scheduled yet. Okay. Oh no, that's a Sunday game though. It's confirmed. Week sixteen. No. Week seventeen. No, all right, yeah, no Monday night football game for the Raiders for the rest of the year.
1: <laughs> okay, you're smart, Alec. No, but uh, the, go- it was <laughs> going to be
0: like it, you. It, they were they were going to be like, oh, Nelson Aguilar must have a Monday night game because the listeners listen to everything we say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they take notes.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, normally,
1: like, normally, what the uh, what the <laughs> what the listeners do is they print out like a copy. Of, or they type up every single word that's said so then they can go through and annotate everything to make sure they understand it better.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, this is this is the um, – It's wait. like my
1: teacher making me annotate the I, odys- I hear
0: Robert doing it right now. Robert, stop. You're interfering with the podcast.
1: Yeah, stop. Don't annotate our, our works. It's Robert, work I, we can you. hear
0: your typing. Yeah. Julie, Julie, we can hear.
1: Okay. Next is Wayne Gallman. You can hear the typing, right? Yeah. Wayne Goldman okay, is a uh, not a very good guy to put on the list, I'll be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that didn't really make sense. I didn't mean that in like... that. <laughs> not a good way. For, not a good waiver wire pick up this but week. But he takes over Whoever. the role of Devontae Freeman. He's got heart. huge, And he looked really good. I mean, this pick <laughs> is mainly going off of looks and how well he played because he was finding holes in a pretty poor Giants offensive line. They did look improved that week, though. But, I mean... If he continues to play the way he did, he's a huge guy in the pass-catching game. I mean, he's always been involved in that portion of the game. And, obviously, Saquon Barkley's out. So, there's a bunch of different guys that they're going to be coming out with new rules. And I think that Wayne Goldman could really develop.
0: What's your response to Freeman getting hurt? Um, what? what? (laughs) Wait, no, wait. I'm getting distracted again because Joe is doing this. Okay, count, stop. (laughs) <laughs> no, but like Joe is actually really distracting me right now. No, but Freeman got yeah, hurt. Yeah, you know what's If Coleman you listen like really
1: faintly, you can hear people typing. It's kind of a weird thing. Wait, what? Sometimes if you listen really faintly, you can hear people typing.
0: Chris, I know you're typing, but I'm not hearing it at all. <gasps> I can hear the typers. I can hear the typists.
1: I'm a trickist, but I didn't even write it. Next is Corey Davis on the waiver wire list. Um, what was that? This is mainly because he's been looked to a lot by Tannehill. He's a good guy uh, to combo with A.J. Brown. When A.J. Brown was out, he was really good, so if there's any kind of re-injury risk or you have A.J. Brown, he's definitely worth a pickup. But even by himself, I think that he's a great guy to get. He's definitely startable, in my opinion. You're a little bit weak at wide receiver because he gets consistent targets from Ryan Tanhill. And he's been able to turn those into a few touchdowns and some good long pa- catches, too. So I think he's definitely worth
0: a flyer, if not more. I mean, maybe he could find a place in your lineup. I wouldn't disagree with you. All right. Um. So I'll do my last waiver wire guy. And- oh, no. Bob's listening to a different episode of the podcast. <laughs> oh, no. This is not. Bob, please turn it off.
1: Okay, stop you. Oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> This very
1: episode is making me cringe. All right. Well, yeah, that was
0: too much breaking. It's kind of nice because we don't have to credit our own podcast to play their audio in our own show. Yeah, exactly. I just played the audio on my phone into the thing, and it probably got really faint at the end because I put it on the side of my microphone, but whatever. Last guy is Cole Beasley, and he got eleven catches last week. That's a lot. If John Brown gets out, he's going to do really well. But even if John Brown plays, Beasley's target share has been consistent. Chris didn't believe me, but I told him that Cole Beasley is still going to be a part of the offense. He can consistently get five or six catches in a game, five or six or seven targets. And yeah, Cole he's, Beasley hasn't had facing less the than Patriots this week. Are so not the best matchup, but he's a good add.
1: Yeah, Cole Beasley hasn't had less than eight point five points this season. Or actually listen, I
0: told you that he was gonna have a role, and you were way. like, "No, I think he's gonna be all Stefan Diggs and then John Brown, not gonna be good either, and neither is Cole Feasley." Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's move on to starter sit. If wait, so everyone has to turn off their uh their podcast audio. Okay, Calvin, stop. <laughs> Why? This is driving me insane. All right, starter sit. Starter sit. Starter Wait, it didn't move on for some reason. Wait, I haven't felt like we've moved on in our head. All right. Well, anyway, here it goes. Starter sit. You just, re- oh my gosh, come on. We had it. All right, here we go. Starter sit. Okay, no, 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 no. Yeah, my bad, sorry. All right, no, here we're about to go.
1: Yeah, sorry. Right. Oh my,
0: he's playing the podcast again. <laughs> God, stop. This is the dumbest joke we've ever had on this show.
1: Okay, play the drop.
0: Play the drop, play the drop, play the drop, play the drop. Your host, but Chris the fantasy expert, your co-host is not here today. The sad part is Chris hasn't heard the podcast. He didn't listen to the one that he wasn't on. Yeah, I didn't. Play the drop. Okay, this is taking so long. You started it because you were like play the drop, it. Please. Oh yeah, pop quiz about the podcast. All right, start, oh, Chris, wait, you're actually not going to talk during the starter sit, right? Starter sit, go. All right, starter sit. Starter sit. finally we got it starters it the first one is Carlos Hyde who we talked about earlier and I said he was a start even against the 49ers as long as Chris Carson doesn't play we saw him do well last Mm -hmm. week he'll get the goal line touches he'll get the carries and as he's a starting running back in a high-powered offense so I think he should do pretty well he's a start. yeah he should definitely be started if he's playing I totally agree with you here Calvin all right second (laughs) that was quick Le'Veon Bell versus the Jets revenge game Le'Veon Bell versus Edison. This Hayes. is definitely
1: I mean I, I love Le'Veon Bell going forward, but I think it's just Oh so really? Oh backers.
0: I didn't hear any of that last week.
1: Yeah, but I just don't <laughs> think it's this week. I think that he's still a little bit new to the playbook. And because the Chiefs offense is so pass heavy, I don't trust him until he's had a has a few more weeks underneath his belt. I mean Clyde Edler has been really solid the past few games, obviously. Bell is gonna start to cut into that workload. But at the moment I am seeing him keep an eye on him though in the fu- in future weeks.
0: Yeah, well, no, I'm starting him. It's a revenge game. He's going to do so well. He's splitting carries with CEH already. I think he might even get the majority this game now that he's used to the playbook. They've said how fast he looks in practice, how quickly he's been trying to learn the playbook, and, yeah, I mean, I like it. Start. Sterling Shepard versus the Bucks is a sit for me barely. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. You could start him if you're in a pinch, but I think last week's six catches and a touchdown isn't quite repeatable, although he does have a good connection with Daniel Jones. I think he'll do pretty well, but he's a borderline sit.
1: Yeah, this is a very borderline, set. I totally agree with you here. I Honestly, I'd have him almost as a starter, or maybe as a starter if he wasn't playing a very solid Bucks defense. Defense has been surprisingly good. I think they've been top three so far this season. But uh, I think that he's definitely a guy to keep your eye on. Again, fantasy values in future weeks. He really is the true number one guy there in uh, New York.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wait. Yeah, I lost my train of thought for a second. I mean, he, I guess he is the number one receiver in New York. Interesting, but uh-huh. I think he is. Um wait. Oh yeah, I realized I pulled up the drops on my phone, then realized they were the deep voice drops. Uh, so <laughs> let's move on to booms no. and busts. Okay.
1: Next wait. What? We still started say let's go, let's go. Busts.
0: Oh no, never mind. That's not the deep voice drops. Oops, I was mistaken. Okay. All
1: right. Alright, booms and busts. How about uh number four is DeAndre Swift versus the Colts. He's playing a really good cult defense.
0: Are you going to keep going?
1: Oh, oh! I thought I was kind of... <laughs> the question. Wow, we were talking about how good our chemistry is before the show. Here you go. Yeah, guys. we were like... This I mean, stuff.
0: I thought last week's episode was good, but, like, not good chemistry. And we were like, our chemistry is so good. I, I was partly not paying attention, but that was also, like, sounded like you kept going. It, it, yeah, I but... I uh, pay more attention for the rest of the show. I am...
1: Mm, this is tough for me. I think I'm starting him just because he's been so good and he's going to continue to ride the hot hand. A lot of times with these rookie running backs, we see them go on streaks. He might come crashing down, but I don't think it's going to be this week, even though he is playing a very, very good Colts defense. That could be a problem. But at the moment, with the way he's been playing, I think he's definitely worth a Yo, spot when in When you have line. a running
0: back who's getting a lot of touches, you basically don't bench them. Like, that's the lesson here. Carlos Hyde, Le'Veon Bell, DeAndre Swift. Unless it's Le'Veon Bell and Adam is offense. What?
1: Unless it's Frank Gore,
0: or unless it's a Jets. Oh, yeah, of back. course. But if you're facing the Jets, it's all the better. A.J. Green versus the Titans, who, yeah, like I said, I think their pass defense for wide receivers is now bottom four in fantasy. I think he's a start. He's been getting consistent targets, and he's actually been catching them this time. I think he got, like, 15 catches in the past two games. He hasn't had a touchdown, but he might get one soon in this high – it's probably going to be a high-scoring game against the Titans. So I like him as a start. Good pick. Chemistry, okay. Uh... Chris, well, you were supposed to talk about AJ Green.
1: Wait, did you introduce AJ Green?
0: Oh my! <laughs> this is the worst podcast episode we've ever had.
1: Uh, I don't know if you introduced him, so I'll just introduce him again. <laughs> and, uh, AJ Green is facing the Titans. I Yo, this is am funny. Going wait, wait, hold on. say. Um, his target share has been steadily increasing. It went from, like, two. Last game, I think he was in the 30s as far as target percentage went. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins have obviously been great. Now he's facing a Titans defense that has been in some uh very pass-heavy games. I think that he's barely a start for me.
0: Right. I mean, I'd say he's a fine start, but you weren't really listening to what I had to say, were you? This is like, mm-hmm. I mean, this analysis of the show has been good. The the I guess the asides in the show have been good. The I mean, tidbits. I mean, yeah, the tidbits, the asides, I guess, I don't know if the listeners liked them, but I thought they were good. It's just, I don't know. We just had so many long pauses and so many, I don't know what's wrong with it. I just feel like there's something that has gone very wrong with this show. Yeah. So 35, mm-hmm. remember it. We should just blame it all on wifi That's Guys, we've had
1: really bad wifi connection this yeah, episode. I'm I mean, sorry.
0: Every time Chris, like, you heard football noise, Chris's Wi Fi makes football noises. He-, he programmed it to do yeah. that whenever it was being bad. Because Chris mm-hmm. is a professional yeah. programmer. All right. Booms and busts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trixia! I didn't play the drop! <laughs> Did you get fooled? Mm-mm. All right. We'll <laughs> Booms and busts. Booms and busts. And busts. What? I didn't hear you. That was (laughs) after the drop. No, no, the drop is already played. Whatever. Let's keep going. No, no, wait. What did you say? I said and bust. Oh, okay. Well, that was... I I edited the drop in between those two. Weird to talk about the past tense for something I haven't done yet. Yeah, that's kind of funny. All right. Booms. Le'Veon Bell versus the Jets. Revenge game. He was so efficient last game. Six attempts for 39 yards, and now it gets the worst run defense in the league, except maybe the Cowboys. He should be really good. Speaking of bad defenses, Travis Fulgham is facing the Cowboys this week. And even if Alshon Jeffrey comes back, I like him as a boom. His target share has been consistently yeah. high, and he has looked really good on the field. And if, especially I if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't a,
1: play. I think this is less than a, of an Eagles offense that Travis Fulgham can pick. It's more the how bad the Cowboys secondary has been, and that's the main. Pick anyone against Cowboys at this point. I I really like that pick as a boom. I mean, if Alshon Jeffrey does come back, I don't know why. That's kind of why I don't have him listed as a boom. I I guess I'd come back on saying that I'd love him as a boom, but I'd say that I do think that he has the chance. I still think that he's going to be really good, but I don't know if I'd put him at boom, especially with Alshon Jeffrey possibly coming back.
0: All right. Um. So I guess what are your booms?
1: Yeah, my first boom is James Conner, and he looked really good in their game. Uh, I think that he's going to continue to grow on that. And the main thing for him is he hasn't been able, been able to get into the end zone. I think that once he is able to find the end zone, that's going to be huge for him. And I feel like that's coming in the next few weeks. I feel like he could even get in there two times if he, uh, if he gets lucky. So I think that he's definitely a boom candidate right here in this one. Right. And then my second one is David
0: Montgomery. <laughs> this and, is funny, I mean, after all Chris talked out about David Montgomery earlier in the year. Yeah, wait. Uh, Trying to consider whether to take it Lord.
1: off. No, 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 I'm not considering whether, whether to take it off. I promise, guys. I'm not, I am not i don't go that far back once Calvin, no, once Calvin tells me my pick is bad that I normally just change it.
0: Yeah. Right, right. Calvin. Exa- exactly.
1: Yeah, because Calvin's like 100% of the time. He's right, right?
0: Yeah, I'm right 100% of the time.
1: Exactly. So yeah, I mean, I don't actually make my own analysis, guys. I just copy Calvin and serve as co-host because he's lonely.
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa! I like the, I like it into the last part.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I have, my computer is lagging really bad, so I'm not able to pull up who David Montgomery is playing, and I know that was a huge part of my ranking. All right. Well, whoever
0: David Montgomery is playing, it's a very good matchup. Go ahead and start it. Okay, wait, I'll look it up. Bears Week Eight. You, you were the. Wait a second. Okay, Chris, you I told you to write down the matchups, and you said that you weren't going to do it because you could look them up during the show. I thought I could. Well, you didn't anticipate. We're playing the Saints. Yes, this is going to be a huge
1: high-scoring affair. I absolutely love that for David Montgomery. All
0: right. Well, I mean, a game script might write them out write out the running game as they fall behind, and it could be a big Allen Robinson day. But other than that, I like to pick, I guess, sort of. <laughs> anyway, wait. Your boom pick is my bust pick. I didn't even realize. What makes him a bust pick? you, have r- you seen James how- Connor has been so good over the past few weeks. Calvin, have you seen how he's been playing? I know exactly. That that's that's why the playing. expectations just are going so to high against this Ravens defense that has Yannick and Gokway. Calais Campbell. He's not gonna play, Calvin. It's his first week. Who cares? He's talented. No, Calvin. He's he, played with you, Calais you Campbell before. He'll know have what to learn to do. the Relax. plays. In Chase Young's first Calvin, game, he was really good. Calvin, they have to learn good. the plays. It Chase Young like was, was good in Calvin his first Calvin. game. So was Nick Bosa. So was Joey Bosa. Or I think. I mean, they were all good in, like, their second game or whatever. But, like, I know Chase Young was. Oh, Calvin, because they had the whole entire training camp. Well, it's not like Ngakwe didn't have the whole entire training camp. Calvin, he doesn't know the playbook. He's not going to
1: play. That's, like, common knowledge that they don't play in their first game. Le'Veon Bell played. No, he didn't. he
0: did! C.E.H. only out-touched him 9-6.
1: Well, that's because they had a bye week.
0: What? Well, no, Bell wasn't with the team.
1: Yes, he was. He can be online, Calvin.
0: No. Well, Well, so can (sighs) a But not for one week, Calvin. Okay, it doesn't matter. It's still a terrifying defense. Even so. So James Conner's a big thing versus the... the Giants. The expectations are going to be so high cuz Chris is hyping him up when Chris Godwin is out, but the fact I is Mike Evans hasn't even Evans. been that good when Chris Godwin is out. Perhaps He'll still I be did. fine against the Giants, but just not that great. People see the Giants. I like him for this one week terrible because, matchup uh, as well
1: because Antonio Brown is not playing and Chris Godwin is not playing, but after that I don't like him.
0: All right. So um wait, so your first bust is Ezekiel Elliott.
1: Yeah, and I just feel like especially with uh Ben DiNucci starting I can't trust this offense at all And that's probably the biggest reason why if I if they had a better offense as a whole I'd be willing to trust them but Zeke has proven I mean it's not Zeke it's more just the way the NFL works a running back cannot carry a team especially when he's lost so many guys on the starting off until this team shows me that they're going to rebound and find a good quarterback and find any kind of offense or any kind of play at all that gets them more than three points. Chris, what's your response to Derrick Henry? Big score because he's not going to get into the end zone if they can't do anything.
0: Derrick Henry. Hmm? Christian McCaffrey. What about him? Alvin Kamara. What about him? Running backs that have carried their teams. Alvin Kamara does not carry team. He has Drew been Breeze. with Michael Thomas out. No, yes. Drew Brees, Calvin. Okay, well, Drew Brees is washed. No, just, no, just kidding. Relax. Calvin, <laughs> okay.
1: Christian McCaffrey? It's not a no. bust. He can't get improved. much worse than he's Ted already Bridgewater been. Bridgewater and DJ Moore. He can't get
0: much worse than – what? Do you think DJ Moore carries the offense?
1: You, no, you think Teddy Bridgewater they have carries the offense?
0: Calvin, Calvin, they, they're not, they not – no, there's not
1: another player carrying the offense. There is no one carrying that offense. It's all really solid. No. Christian McCaffrey is a leader. But he's not carrying the offense. He if he you put it. Christian McCaffrey on the Cowboys right now, I wouldn't want to start him.
0: What? Whoa! 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 Wait! If Christian McCaffrey was on the Cowboys, you—it's not—it's not Ezekiel yeah. Elliott as a player. I love his. Okay, no, no, as no, player. no, no, no. If Christian McCaffrey was on the Cowboys this week, you wouldn't. In healthy, you, fully healthy, you wouldn't want to start him.
1: Nope, I, or, well, or not started, not started. Yeah, started. no, you said start. it.
0: You said it. So, Calvin, I meant to say, I meant to say I would have him as a bust. I meant to say I would have him as
1: a I meant to say I would have him as a
0: Okay, well, you've got one more bust, so.
1: Because that's why I have a Zeke, so it makes perfect sense that I would <laughs> All right. And then my second one is Melvin Gordon. who he's just continued to struggle and struggle with that offense. Drew Locke has not rebounded. He doesn't look fully healthy yet. He barely got in the last second touchdown. He struggled with fumbles. Things are not good for Melvin Gordon right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially if we oh, are yeah, like I mean, He's dealing Calvin with a lot so he might not play. I mean, but... What? Yeah. What? Okay. I guess that's, a, that's, I mean, that's it. the end of the show. Roll the credits. If you have questions about fantasy football, email us at secondandgoldfantasy at gmail.com. <laughs> um if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, follow me at Calvin underscore SGF, at Chris underscore SGF, at SGF pod, follow our live show on Twitter at SG sports talk, and you can find it at sportscaster.com. That's S P R T S C A S T R.com slash SG sports talk. You can also download the sportscaster app the way I spelled it. Follow us at SG sports talk. You can see my articles on Techmohole at at dot com slash author slash Calvin K. Um, and you can also, I always post them when I write them on Twitter. Just wrote an NFL week seven recap. So, um, yeah, if you have questions for our live show, email us at talk at gmail.com. Make sure to rate and review us and keep listening on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Castbox, and Podbean. Recommend us to a friend if you like it. And then tell them if they have Amazon Music and you have Apple Podcasts, tell them that we're on Amazon Music and they can find us there. Or if they're like a. a stitcher kind of person or a a tune-in kind of guy or a cast box kind of gal or whatever yeah personally i'm an apple podcaster (laughs) well yeah you are you're an apple podcaster well Mm -hmm. i'm an apple
1: podcast listener too though
0: yeah i mean i listen on apple podcasts but not to discriminate against people who listen on spotify or whatever it's perfectly valid you can find us our website rankings and articles it's, we got a new URL. This it's not. You can still find us at sites.google.com slash view slash second and goal fantasy, but you don't have to type all that out. Instead, you can go to tinyurl.com slash sgfpod. It's nice and short over there. Got a tiny yeah. URL for it. Nice. All right. Anyway, that's okay. it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And uh, wait, hold on one sec. Before, before we wrap up, Chris, stall, stall, stall the listeners. Talk to Robert or okay. something. Uh, hello
1: guys. My fantasy team is better than Calvin's. Um, I'm four and three. Keep stalling. Keep stalling. Yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is coming back soon, so I'm very excited about that. All right. Um,
0: Drew Brees is gonna be better once Michael Thomas comes back. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Wait. I actually need more stall. This is sad. I am going way too slow. All right. Wait, why do you need more stall? Uh. Okay. Well, you just stalled enough for me. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Today, instead I'm being oh my! I'm an idiot. I didn't start it at the beginning. <laughs> Chris, isn't this great? What happened? Oh, I thought. I thought you had like laughed because you thought it was over. I did the thanks for listening and see you next time. I was gonna play the music on my phone, but instead I played it like in the middle. <laughs> so uh, anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll... whoa, whoa. Robert! Wait, 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 wait. The Robert! Show isn't over Robert. What? Wait, Kevin, the show isn't over yet? <laughs> you thought it was over? Yeah, I thought it was over. No! I was going to play it out of the show. Or the phone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next... Oh my! Stop, Robert! Robert stop. stop it! <laughs> End the show already. Alright, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.